Welcome to Holy Cow. This is Nurse Dawn. That's right, I am doing this pod today as Nurse Dawn. Initially, when I started thinking about doing a pod, I wanted to do one about healthcare topics. And if you've heard me before, I was going to call it Kicking It With Death and give you the real low-down scoop on you know, the straight to the facts on what's killing people in America and what they can do to keep themselves healthier. So then shit hit the fan and I started talking a little bit about politics. So when I do that, I'm just on. But when I want to talk about health topics, I am nurse on and I put on my hero cape because we are heroes. I have read the billboard and then hands above head triumphantly nurse dawn so first things first okay this episode of holy cow is going to be about whatever it is people are freaking out about the cdc claiming only six percent of people died from covid magically i am going to explain and then we're going to talk about some other health care issues including what a comorbidity is healthcare literacy and why for example things like uh, the cost of the healthcare and the medical system is what it is okay general health sense is what this podcast is going to be about <clears throat> if you have been listening to this podcast and like what you hear please follow us on twitter at holy underscore cow underscore pod share with your friends Also, you can listen to Holy Cow on Anchor, Breaker, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Uh, Before I get into the main topic, I've only been doing this podcast for a little bit, and I haven't quite decided on my favorite way of formatting it. It, This is a free-speaking version, which allows me to... uh, get to it a lot faster and publish it a lot faster if i do a scripted version and i've done a couple i feel like they they sound a little better i don't use all of the pauses and stop words like so um etc so i'm working on it i will do my best to not pause say um etc so let's get on with it all right today i started reading uh notices some tweets now that i'm on the twitter um people talking about the cdc saying that only six percent of the covid cases are being reported as covid only deaths so all right i don't want to offend anybody but there is a unfortunate feature uh, of most persons, um, and it is called healthcare illiteracy. I'm not saying that people are illiterate, okay? Although that wouldn't help if you were. All it means is simply this that most folks seem to not have enough biology background science background medical or health background knowledge to really understand 
most of what is being put out there about health care. Frankly, I think if they did, some of the bigger health disparities that we see would not be as prevalent if people were more healthcare literate. Is the ex- it's the expression used in the medical business to discuss people not understanding things about medicine or healthcare. Okay, it's not meant to be an insult. That's just what they call it. People just don't know, and they need to be educated. Okay, that as a nurse, that's one of the things that I do. Even if it's one patient at a time, I spend my time trying to educate people about their healthcare. They're suddenly found out that they're diabetic, and I tell them carbs are the enemy. And they look at me crazy when I tell them not to eat carbs and drink sugary drinks anymore. But I do the best I can. So what I want to explain is that in medicine, in the healthcare industry, not everybody records these things the same. And so when they're getting reported to an organization from all over the place, when they're reported to the CDC, things like cause of death and stuff, well, guess what? These things are written down by people. They might be doctors and medical examiners, but they're still people. And when they've got thousands of these documents to fill out, etc., they're, you know, um, they're not necessarily all going to be filled out to the same level of consistency. Okay, that's one reason why there's going to be this crazy discrepancy. All right, so as I mentioned uh, to somebody the other day who was claiming that this was some massive cover-up, the CDC was trying to pull one over on people, is to please not attribute to malice that which can be explained by laziness and incompetence. Okay, that very simple concept right there. It's just how this stuff is being recorded. Let me let me explain right They Somebody comes in, okay, and they have all sorts of other health problems. Let's say they are obese with type 2 diabetes and have congestive heart failure. So they are really sick to begin with, and they catch COVID, right, SARS-CoV-2, the virus that gives you COVID, and their body starts to fight it. But they're already sick. They don't have the reserve health capacity for their body to do a good job of fighting it. And it ends up killing them. But they've been in the hospital for a while. right? They've been intubated. Maybe they've gotten uh, pneumonia after catching the, the virus. They end up uh, having, you know, in septic shock. Right? So, you know, all of those different things that I just said, right, they're all contributing factors to this death, but how it gets written down, it could be written down as just COVID, COVID COVID-related, right? Septic shock related to COVID, right? Multi-organ system failure related to COVID. Any one of these things is the same way of basically writing down the same thing. So that if you're looking at this going, oh, they've lied to us, and only 6% of these actual deaths are from COVID, that is a misunderstanding of what's actually happening. Okay? Try, like I said, try not to overthink it too much. That will cause bigger problems, I swear to you. Now, I'm going to tell you, just to help out, what it looks like, because I feel like maybe I didn't explain myself in an earlier podcast, 
the worst sick people that I've had in my ICU dying from COVID. All right, so this is graphic, and if you don't want to, I say graphic, if you don't want to hear it, now's the time to pause or do something else. Okay, the general progression for somebody to that I have seen, like this is not a HIPAA violation, this is just sort of a generalized what it kind of looks like when somebody gets this, and it turns out to be not good, and it ends, and it ends in one or two ways, and I'll get to that too. Okay, so somebody who's already overweight and got diabetes and maybe their heart's not great and they got some coronary artery disease etc etc gets the covid gets sick and so they feel crappy they come to the hospital because they are not healthy enough to fight this thing at home and survive and they end up at the hospital well then they get checked into the hospital and at first they're having a hard time breathing so then they get put on oxygen okay they get tested they say okay you've got covid you're on oxygen, they start the medication treatments. I'm not going to get into the medications because they kind of changed over time. Steroids, this, that, and the other thing um, as, as, as we've learned about this disease. Okay, But then it gets worse. So they up the level of oxygen and it stage up, stage up, it gets worse, it gets worse until they can't breathe on their own and then they are put on a breathing machine, a ventilator, they're intubated in order to uh, make sure they get adequate oxygenation okay and then and during this time right they found that most of these people are developing blood clots this uh, the way that the body responds somehow ends up in massive clotting that ends up in every organ okay so now they've been intubated and we're doing everything we can to breathe for them plus right they're not getting oxygen because the capillaries in their lungs are uh, getting plugged up with blood clots. The blood clots are going in their kidneys because after the intubation, almost invariably, the next organ to fail has been the kidneys. We get the nephrologist on board. They stop making urine. And then these people end up getting dialyzed. They need dialysis daily almost. Okay. Um, some of them end up with their uh, intestines the oxygenation to their intestines gets so low that they become necrotic. And so what you're ending up with, all right, and even, oh, and then because they're intubated and heavily sedated, lots of them end up with anoxic brain injury, right? Low oxygen to the brain or a stroke. And we don't know because we've still got them so heavily sedated to help them breathe. Okay. And you get to this point, okay. Kidneys aren't working. Lungs aren't working. Guts aren't working. Right, um, immune system is overwhelmed, right, and then they're susceptible to bacteria and pneumonias and everything else, and we just can't do any more. And it's it, you know, I mean, and this is after weeks of trying, okay, and then they end up succumbing, you know, to essentially what is the uh, multi-organ system failure. Now it's due to COVID. But basically, all of their organs quit working. Okay, that's it. It's it's ugly. This is a long. Pro I mean, we're talking. This is after 30 days. We're trying everything we can. Okay, and it's just more than it can take. The body can take. Okay, that's one way this goes. The only other thing that I've really seen semi different, at least once you get past that intubation stage, is that if we can get some of the body to to not be complete multi-organ system failure, 
right? After 30 or so days, we're finally able to get patients off the ventilator, but they need a trachea to breathe. They need a, a peg tube to be fed, and they've got anoxic brain injury, right? Low oxygen to the brain. Brain damage is similar to a stroke, or they've had a stroke and we couldn't tell. And now they're stuck in a bed with a uh, tracheostomy and a feeding tube going straight to their stomach, and they will be that way for the rest of their life. I told my wife, I said, please, honey, please, if I end up catching this disease because I work with it, and I'm unable to tell the doctors and I end up in the hospital, and they call you and ask if I, if I wanted to be intubated, you tell them, no, I do not want to risk what it the outcomes and the prolongation of what the outcomes are I, I wouldn't do it okay if I couldn't recover without being intubated on my own I haven't seen anything good after that there are some yes anecdotally there are some people who were intubated didn't have massive organ system failure and recovered yes I'm not trying to be overly dramatic that's just saying that overall it has not looked pretty and that's what it looks like okay so this is to say it is an ugly way to be sick and die from this COVID-19 now to get back to the six percent right so I put out another podcast trying to explain how this is not such a horrific disease that we needed to lock down the entire country on a previous edition. And I still stand by that because even if all of the deaths that have been reported okay, are actually due to COVID plus comorbidities, as we're gonna, I'm going to call it, then we still haven't surpassed one month's worth of from all causes of death that the United States routinely sees. It's somewhere around 235,000 people die every month. We haven't even gotten there. So, yes, I've said before that the number of people that are dying from COVID is much less than the hysteria warrants. So, the social distance, stupid. The children shows very little effect yes some kids are having some issues however it's not enough i think to not send them back to school okay protect the teachers who have who are older and 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 need some help right maybe their immune systems aren't great i get some of that all this has to be taken on a case-by-case basis okay so let's not trash the cdc Let's not jump to some stupid conclusion. Having the disease when you have underlying conditions is bad. Blaming the CDC for misleading the public when that's not exactly what happened. Okay, that is also bad. Now I want to talk about overall health. Because what they are finding, what the the numbers are showing, what I have seen personally is this and it 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 makes sense however um for the most part the people who are really suffering 
from this disease okay, that don't fare well once they've caught it are already sick. And by that, I mean the top three um, things that they have wrong, okay, medically speaking, when they get this and then they can't fight it, is number one, obesity, okay, which also ties directly to the number two, type two diabetes, okay, and if I remember, I think it was congestive heart failure was the next one, and then further down the list, of course, they got coronary artery disease, uh, COPD, right, which is the emphysema and stuff like that you would expect from, from years, the smokers and stuff, are, uh, would be higher on the list, but they're actually not, they're, they're on there, but they're further down. And the reason that this is all important is because one of the things that I have been hoping for that would come out of uh, this pandemic when people start talking about it, about what to do, is that there would be a bigger push for overall health. Okay, And as I mentioned earlier, there is a lack of health knowledge. Okay, And so we're going to have to correct that. And unfortunately... It will take time. There was not enough time to come out and go, and nobody knew at the time when this first started, of course, without more seeing what was going on and how it affected people. But you could, but there was not enough time to go, that's it. Everybody's got to get in shape so they don't die from this thing. That's not how that works, okay? However, going forward, it should be painfully obvious, okay, that maintaining a healthy lifestyle and keeping your body fit allows it to fight off disease that is it that is right and here's the deal okay you've got to take this stuff into your own hands you have to learn about nutrition diet exercise your body and make the commitment to being as healthy as you possibly can be and that is how uh, we, we can go forward taking uh, care of this. It's uh, I saw a meme of a obese individual sitting in their powered wheelchair with their fast food and soda, shouting at a fit individual, put your mask on, you're putting my health at risk. And it summed up everything that is kind of a uh, kind of going on you know you have to realize that most of the american population a large percentage of the american population fits into this category they are overweight or obese and because of that they have insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes okay now i'm not going to say that you know a lot of people are like stop fat shaming this isn't about shaming obesity is just a medical condition okay However, it is a preventable medical condition that requires people to have knowledge and you have to be, and the only person that can actually fix it is you. There's no pill yet, nothing really that will do this except for you and your willingness to put an effort into it. So, you know, when doctors have been talking about there being an obesity epidemic in the United States for years, it is, it is rampant. There is a high percentage of it. There's maps of it. It is spelled out, right? You know, you know I'm not trying to uh, say that it's easy. 
I'm mean, look. I have, and I've probably suffered from more addictions than most, you know. But of the legal ones, right? I've had to give up nicotine, and the other one is sugar and carbs. It is the number one legal addictive drug, and I'm food is a drug by definition. Okay, and they are allowed to sell this to you at every cash register in America, and it is unfortunate that um, the effects of this addiction okay, to carbohydrates and sugars, sugary drinks, etc., candy and so forth, is not treated and discussed as an addiction. People are addicted. The people who sell it, right? I consider them drug pushers. Okay, they are, That's what they are. And the consequence, right? There's a consequence for all addiction, right? Unfortunately, the consequence for this addiction to sugar and to carbs, okay, is obesity and its related health problems. That's it. It's uh, it's as simple as that. Okay, I've had to fight this, um, and what works best for me may not work best for everybody else. Right, but I have given up so many carbohydrates that I essentially eat what is now considered they call it the a keto style diet that I maintain. You know, I and I here's the deal: people look at me like I'm crazy. You know, they're like, "Oh, we're celebrating so and so's birthday here." You know, it's just one slice of cake, and I'm like, "Sorry, I just don't do it. I just don't do it." You do it. You have to treat it properly, like an addiction. Giving up carbohydrates and sugar, you treat it like an addiction, and you do not celebrate any milestone of sobriety with a party at the bar and rounds on you. So why would I celebrate giving up carbs or saying it's just okay to have a, a cheat day or just this once? That's you know that if you did that's falling off the wagon and you got to start over again okay that that is the only thing all right and a lot of people think my position on that is extreme but it's you know this is a that's just the the raw truth of it i don't mean to make you cry okay you know i'm you know when i'm trying to teach new freaking diagnosed diabetics and i'm telling them that they can't have their favorite foods, it's shocking. But they have you have to equate right these favorite you know you know if your favorite drug is cocaine and I say look you keep doing the cocaine it's going to kill you. There's no difference than when I tell you that or when I tell you well your favorite food is tortillas and butter, and I tell you no mas tortillas. That's, I'm not trying to be any meaner. It's the fact. Same thing. You've got to give these things up if you want to be healthier. And you've got to exercise. And if there's one thing that I've seen, it's that in my neighborhood anyway, since ever, the lockdown apparently, is if you tell people to not go out and to, to stay, you know, stay inside and away from people, what they then they rebel and they go outside and get exercise because in my neighborhood at least anecdotally i've seen more neighbors walking and running and exercising in the last six months than maybe i have 
you know, in, you know, four or five years and living in this neighborhood prior to this. So good for them. People are getting it done. Okay. So the, I'm going to end this conversation at, you know, uh, with, you've got to take your health seriously. Only you can do it. And that Let's take it easy on the CDC unless you are ridiculously healthcare literate, okay, and, and trained in it. Because from what I can tell, this one was just a shit. It was a semantic misunderstanding, okay. And yes, COVID is not so bad that we need to shut down, but bad enough that we need to take better care of our health. Thank you for listening to Holy Cow with Nurse Dawn. All right. And if you like my podcast, all right, please follow me on Twitter at holy underscore cow underscore pod. Please share with your friends. Tell them, hey, this guy will tell you, don't be fat and exercise. All right. You can also listen to Holy Cow on Anchor, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. If those, whichever is your preferred podcast location. Thank you very much.